Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday, December the 16th of the third week of Advent. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 54, verses 1 through 10. Isaiah 54, verses 1 through 10. And uh, just recently... I had the opportunity to uh, speak to this couple that I had known for maybe about two years, and uh, they had made an appointment to come and see me. And uh, we met, and they informed me that they were expecting their first child, which was a time of great joy for both of them because uh, they had been hoping that the Lord would bless them with the child for quite some time. And the backstory is this, that a little over, well, more than a little, but a little over a year ago, uh, the uh, husband had come to see me, and uh, he was quite uh, distraught and upset and very, very crestfallen. Uh, his wife had had an affair with uh, someone in the office, and um, he had found out about it. And I met with them at that particular time, and uh, it was a time of uh, great sadness, embarrassment, and a great deal of uncertainty as to where would they go from there? And uh, in speaking with them, I asked them if they had, uh, you know, received any kind of uh, counseling or advice. And they indicated that uh, he had, uh, the husband, had left the house and that they had consulted uh, an attorney. And I said, well, what did the uh, attorney tell you? And they said, well, the attorney said that uh, the husband had uh, solid grounds for a divorce and that uh, because of infidelity that probably she would bear the full responsibility for what had happened and uh, the idea of alimony or any kind of support would either be minimal or nothing at all. And uh, we had talked at that time uh, about the way forward. And, uh, you know, I asked them, I said to, to the husband, I said, um, and really to both of them, are you going to let your past be your future? Or can you forgive and rebuild that bond of trust, that nuptial love? And, you know, they indicated, well, we know what the church's teaching is. I said, well, it's not just the church's teaching. I said, the church didn't just make this up uh, and then can unmake it. It's, it's in the scriptures. 
about marriage as a covenant of fidelity. Now, we can't unring the bell. We can't go back, but we don't have to live backward. And you have to ask yourself, is your future bigger than your past? Are you able to rekindle not only the memory of the infidelity, but more importantly, can you rekindle the memory of what made you both fall in love with each other? Each of you decided at some point that this is the person the Lord has blessed you with so that each of you could reach heaven and be with God for all eternity. And is your future bigger than your past? Or will your past be your future? Uh, you've been married, and you are married. And do you want to break that, walk away from that? Or do you want to try to rebuild? It's a very difficult decision and require of both of you the hard part of love, work, and especially in this case, the work of restoration, of renewal, of reconciliation at the deepest level of one of the most profound commitments that you will ever make as a human being to share your life at that intimate level with another. I said, uh, we understand you have grounds. You have grounds for divorce to simply move on. Um, but do you have a deeper foundation grounded in forgiving and building, building, restoring that initial trust and love that you once had for each other. And um, they left and I had, heard, I had not heard from them for a while and I didn't expect to. And um, I saw them a couple of times at Mass together in the subsequent period. And I always had hope and prayed that the restoration and their future would be bigger than their past. And he decided and she decided that their life together was bigger than what this particular episode had been. And now they are expecting their first child. It doesn't always work out that way, but thank God, in this particular instance, it did, because they were willing to allow their future to be bigger than their past. And the reason I bring this up to you, is that our reading from Isaiah is very much in line with this. 
Isaiah indicates to the people Israel that the Lord looks upon them as his wife. He's married to them. They have that nuptial relationship in the covenant. He has chosen them through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But unfortunately, over the centuries, since the time of Abraham, Israel has been unfaithful. Israel has chased after other gods, has engaged in uh, idol worship, has broken the laws of justice towards each other, compassion and kindness. They have not lived faithful to the Lord who is faithful to the covenant. And for a time, the Lord withdrew. He turned his face away. And they have fallen on hard times, Israel. They will even be exiled, sent away into Babylon, as we've talked about in previous episodes. And things have really not gone well. And the people are coming to their senses and realizing what they have done. And they began to they began to, to have great feelings of remorse and sorrow and contrition for what they have done. God remains faithful, but he has withdrawn for a time so that they can come to their senses and see. His withdrawal is not an abandonment. It's not a desertion. It's a strategic withdrawal to allow people to make an assessment of where they have been, what they have engaged in, and what the covenant, that nuptial relationship, meant to them, and that they are the ones who broke it. But the Lord does not say, that's it, you broke the covenant, all bets are off, Pardon me, I will find another people. No, the Lord continues to be faithful. <coughs> Pardon me. And he says, through Isaiah, Fear not, you shall not be put to shame. You need not blush, for you shall not be disgraced. The shame of your youth you shall forget the reproach no longer remembered. For he who has become your husband is your maker, God, the Lord of hosts. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, called God of all the earth. In other words, it's not fear and shame, disgrace, reproach that will win the day. He says, the Lord calls you back like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit. A wife married in youth and then cast off 
for a brief moment, I, your God, abandon you. He really turned away from them. But with great tenderness, I will take you back. I hid my face from you. But with enduring love, I take pity on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. It is the restoration. God's future for Israel is greater than their past. And with enduring love, I will take you back. I will be reconciled. And I think that that's important for us during the season of Lent, of Advent, to realize that in our infidelities, God may withdraw for a while to allow us to come to our senses and then to realize what we have done and what we have failed to do so that in coming to our senses, we may return to the Lord. And he doesn't hold up our past to us and keep using it as a weapon. But when our Lord forgives, he forgets. His face is not hidden forever. With enduring love, I am your Redeemer, and I will call you back. For a brief moment, I turned away. But with great tenderness, I will take you back. For those who have perhaps turned away from the Lord, turned away from the church, and they say, well, I can never go back. The Lord will never accept me. This reading, it's a powerful reading. It's a reading of meditation. Lord rejoices, heaven rejoices when we return to the Lord. For the Lord's brief veiling of his face is not, never will you ever see it again. But it calls upon us to seek the Lord because the Lord is ever ready to call us back into that nuptial loving relationship in Christ Jesus, his son. And the child in the crib is the visible proof of God's abiding, enduring love for us. So let us this day meditate on our own lives and see the ways in which we have perhaps over the year been unfaithful and strayed from the Lord and from the Lord's house. But in this holy season of Advent, as Bethlehem becomes more visible on the horizon. The Lord seeks us, not in our shame and in our guilt, but in his great love for us, his tenderness, I will take you back. And heaven rejoices. So let us meditate on that, especially in these closing days of the holy season of Advent, so that once again Christ may be born in us and we may be reborn 
in that love that tells us your future is always bigger than your past when you return to the Lord. God bless you.